Today on Locked on Blue Jackets, we're going to be talking about one of the big dogs on the Blue Jackets. We're going to be talking about Alf Bjorkstrand, how his season is going, and just how high I think his ceiling could be. That's all coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you all of the news, the stories, the trials, tribulations, etc., etc., of your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before I get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day. And uh, if you are listening over in the United States, then a happy Memorial Day to all of you. It is not holiday here, but I am glad that you all are enjoying your long weekend and hopefully finishing it off with some Lockdown Blue Jackets, which is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't hit subscribe on YouTube, then uh, why uh, why don't you do that? It can be your Memorial Day gift to me. Ultra Blue Jackets is uh, never going to be behind a paywall, so two thumbs up for that. Today we're going to be continuing the uh, season review that we've been doing, uh, and we finally made it to uh, one of the the quote-unquote big dogs of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, We're going to be talking today about Oliver Bjorkstrand, who uh, honestly had a even as far as Bjorkstrand goes, he had a really great season, I think, and he just keeps getting better and better. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about kind of how he got here. Uh, Bjorkstrand, obviously drafted by the Blue Jackets back in 2013, has been a regular in the lineup since 2017-18 when he played all 82 games. Uh, this season, he only played 80 games. Uh, he missed a couple of games due to... Uh, I think due to just a niggling injury, um, hit career highs in basically everything um, except penalty minutes. He did not hit a career high in penalty minutes, which is genuinely surprising. Uh, He had 28 goals, so just two short of 30, which is, uh, man, so close. And maybe if he'd had those two extra games, he would have made it. 29 assists and 57 points. Uh, He hit his 100th career goal this season, which is Obviously, you know, super great. Not not many Blue Jackets have hit 100 career goals, I don't think, especially guys that have been Blue Jackets the entire time. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about kind of the impact that he had on this team because Oliver Bjorkstrand, and I've kind of been talking about this a little bit since Ken Johnson made his debut, there are main character players and then there are supporting character players. And I think Oliver Bjorkstrand is a main character that acts like a supporting character. Um, he's super low-key. Um, he's one of those guys, kind of like Gus Nyquist, where you blink and he suddenly he has a four-point night. You know, um, he's pretty streaky as far as goal scoring goes. You know, he goes like 11 games without a goal and then he's like, well, I guess I'll just have five goals in the next three games or something. Um, so, you know, he comes. I would like a little more consistency. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, is uh, what I think Bjorkstrand needs to do to kind of hit that next level. Um, but he is a great secondary piece to Patrick Laine. 
Um, you know, I think they were on the same line for a part of the season. I don't necessarily think that we need to do that going forward because I think, you know, you want two legit scorers on two legit lines. And I think having those two guys separated is a really good idea because, you know, only one person can score with any particular goal, you know? So split them up, split the scoring. Um, and this also does uh, my favourite thing, which puts Bjorkstrand on the second line and, uh, you know, put him with potentially Corsell and Jerry Kent Johnson. That's the drum I've been banging all off-season and will continue to bang until Brad Larson gives me all what I want. But uh, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Bjorkstrand and the impact that he has had on this team. Uh, he led the team in scoring. He did not lead the team in points, um, but he got pretty darn close. I think he was second on the team in scoring this season. Um, God, hilariously, it's still funny that Jake Voracek led this team in scoring with six goals, but that's that's beside the point. Oh, yeah, second in scoring. Uh, Patrick Laine, just a point behind him, although obviously Patrick Laine played significantly fewer games, which... You know, uh, we're going to talk about Patrick Lanning tomorrow, actually, because he's number 29 and I'll be number 28. But uh, having those two, and this is, again, something we're going to touch on in tomorrow's episode a little bit. So it's fun that we get to do these kind of back-to-back because I think it's interesting to look at Bjorkstrand in the context of Patrick Lanning and, you know, vice versa. Um, and that's what we're going to do a little bit in just a minute is we're going to take a look at how Bjorkstrand can benefit from maybe playing on a different line with Patrick Lane, but playing on the same team. Uh, but first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. There is a game seven tonight, uh, so make sure you are uh, maybe putting a little bit of money on the New York Rangers doing the dang thing and uh, winning another game seven. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, UFC, boxing, uh, even things like next season's NFL futures, and of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs. But online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today, that is betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. So, uh,. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk Bjorkstrand and uh, kind of the ceiling that I think he has. Um, I think something else that's important to note as well with uh, Bjorkstrand, he signed pretty long term. Uh, he was one of the after the um, uh, I was going to call the Seth Jones drama. I don't really think there was any kind of drama per se, but after you know Seth Jones was traded, there was a sudden influx of long-ish term contracts. So Jenna signed pretty long-term. Obviously, Wierenski signed his eight years. And uh, Bjorkstrand, I think, signed a five-year contract contract extension. Uh, four-year contract extension. He's coming in at $5.4 million for the next four years, which honestly seems extremely reasonable for a guy that I... He could have scored 30 goals this season if he, you know, played all 82 games. And I don't think he's done hitting his peak yet. I think he had a much higher ceiling. Um, 
And ironically, and this is something we kind of touched on in the first segment, I think he can hit that ceiling on the second line because once you split up line A and Bjorkstrand, then you have two 30-plus goal scorers. Line A could be a 40-50 goal scorer for the Blue Jackets if he can stay healthy. You know, he was a point per game before he got injured, and he had 26 goals in 56 games. Um, I don't know. I can't do the math on how many he was on pace for, but it was definitely maybe 35-plus. So, you know, if you can get 30 goals from Oliver Bjorkstrand and 35 from Patrick Laine, then you are... It is just win, 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 honestly. Um, But in terms of Bjorkstrand specifically, um, he kind of became a little bit more of a playmaker this season. And he has always, I think, in every season except his first full season and last season, he has had more assists. He has had more goals than assists. This year was pretty even. Um, and something else as well, uh, he had nine of his 57 points, 19 of those were on the power play, uh, nine power play goals, which is, you know, for a team that struggles to score on the power play, I don't know why you wouldn't just have Bjorkstrad out there all the time. Um, and I think that's where you could really benefit from putting him with line A, because he clearly is happy enough to pass on power play, but I think at even strength, you really want him separated you want him on his own line i mean not driving the line by himself although uh i do think he is kind of one of the sneaky underrated players in terms of his transition game in terms of his defensive responsibility i don't think that gets talked about enough when you talk about bjorkstrand it's very much oh look at the shot he has you know he's and he has got a phenomenal shot but i think he uses that to kind of sneak by and when you look at kind of his underlying stats his transition game is maybe the best on the team. I haven't looked at the stats exactly, but that would be my guess. Um, he's pretty good in his own end. Um, and that's why I think he should play with Selinger and Johnson next season. Um, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But uh, first, I want to just kind of reiterate. Oliver Bjorkstrand is maybe the MVP of this team or is there such a thing as an underrated slash MVP combo? Um, because I think you come in you expect Patrick Lyonet to score a bajillion points. You expect Voracek to just be an assist machine. I really think he kind of flies under the radar, but is also this team doesn't succeed without Bjorkstrand succeeding. I don't think um, he really drives the offense. He really drives the success of this team in a way that, I don't know if we've had a player like that who's played their entire career with Columbus. Um, And, you know, if I just knock on wood, hopefully he will continue to play his entire career with with Columbus. You know, I don't want to see a Cam Atkinson situation in, you know, three, four years' time. But, but yeah, I couldn't be happier with Bjorkstrand. And we're going to talk about his letter grade in just a minute and uh yeah like i said earlier uh coming up next on locked on blue jackets we are going to talk about who he should play with next season and why and how i'm going to talk about this forever until brad larson gives me what i want that's coming up next on locked on blue jackets so olive bjorkstrand should play with cole selinger and ken johnson next year and here's why um 
he is, like I said, you know, all of the reasons in the second segment, he is defensively responsible. His transition game is elite. He can score like few other people on this team can. And I think if you put him with players like Sillinger, who has a wicked shot of his own, is, you know, learning to play center in the NHL, needs maybe a little bit of stability in terms of playing that two-way role and a guy like Ken Johnson, who is just a phenomenal passer and is only going to get better. Um, I think those three guys could make a an extremely lethal line. I don't know that they're going to be the best defensively, which is why I think having Bjorkstrand on that line is important, as opposed to a guy like Voracek, who, yeah, is a good supporting player, is, you know, that veteran presence that I think could stabilise that line. But... He's not a two-way player in the way that Bjorkstrand is. Um, and this might be a little bit of a hot take. I could see Bjorkstrand maybe getting some Selkie talk, or maybe not Selkie talk, but um, along the lines of, like, Marion Hosa never got to talk. He was never in the Selkie conversation because he didn't play centre. And I think that's kind of how I think of Bjorkstrand as well. And he's a really, really good defensive and two-way winger. But because he doesn't play centre... He's just not going to get that same conversation, like uh, much like Marion Hosa. I'm not comparing those two players. I think Marion Hosa is a he's a future Hall of Famer. You know, he's the first ballot. He's going to get in. Um, I don't know that Oliver Bjorkstrand will be at that same level of, you know, respected by everyone in the league. But he has similar. He has a similar kind of game and a similar set of strengths. I think to Marion Hosa. Which, again, is why I think put him on a line with uh, Ken Johnson, Cole Sillinger, just watch the offense go. And uh, I think that is going to be a really, really fun line to watch. And I'm going to talk about it, like I said, until Brad Larson gives me what I want if I have to fly to Columbus and uh, go to his house. I'm not going to do that for legal purposes. This is a joke, Um, but I want it. I deserve it. Please give it to me, Brad. Um, So I did the letter grades. Bjorkstrand a little bit differently than I've done the previous kind of handful of polls. Um, and I said A plus A, B plus or B, as opposed to A, B, C, D, because I don't think anyone is giving Bjorkstrand less than a B. And I think it's fun to kind of get into that nuance of did, did, was he good enough for an A or did he just miss the mark? Um, I personally would have given him an A. The majority of the Twitter polls or the, the people taking the Twitter poll gave him a B plus, which surprised me a little bit, but I'm. I would like to, I would argue that point with you, but I'm not like this is not a hill I will die on saying that Alphabiogran is an A player. Um, especially because I think they're saving the A's for guys like Line A, um, guys like potentially Warensky. And again, I think the opposite of grading on a curve. I think Bjorkstrand was good. I don't know if Bjorkstrand, if Bjorkstrand was as good as we know he can be. Um, I think he still has another level to give. And so I fully expect to be sitting here this time next year. Well, maybe not this time next year. Hopefully the Blue Jackets will be in the playoffs this, you know, again. Knock wood. Um, but I think he still has another level. I think he still has an A game to bring. I think this definitely was his B-plus game, but I still would love to see him bring his A or even his A-plus game next season. Um, so that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, lots and lots of lots of Bjorkstrand talk, um, looking at the future, things like that. Uh, tomorrow we're going to do exactly the same thing, but with Patrick Laine. 
the Twitter poll will be probably up by the time the episode is live. And uh, yeah, we'll take a look at take a look at Patrick Lining tomorrow. Spin locks on blue jackets. I'm BJ Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J A K O B F O R S T E R. You can find this podcast at L O underscore blue jacket. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Make sure you're hitting subscribe on YouTube, on uh, whichever podcast app of choice you use. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available. You'll never have to get behind a paywall for a locked on product. So uh, thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day or your second watch of the day or your third listen of the day. I appreciate you for stopping on. Bye. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.